This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks, a video production company reimagining stock media. Hey everyone, welcome to the Creator Hub for the Culture. I'm Lloyd. And I'm Ash. Every single week, we share content to help you level up on your journey as a creator. Uh, today, we're gonna be talking about how I grew my newsletter and how I got 50 subscribers in one day. We're gonna talk about YouTube, now letting you listen to podcasts on the YouTube Music app. Twitter is now giving back blue check marks to over a million followers. Uh, LinkedIn also has a new CTA feature you should know about, and we're going to talk about it. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's dive in. Um, I want to start by giving you an update, Ash. Last week, I told you that I paid to advertise in a newsletter, and it just so happened that the link I gave this newsletter was the wrong link. So when the ad went out and everyone clicked it, they actually did not go to my website. Right. Well, the update is I emailed the company that let me advertise and they said they were gonna rerun my ad for completely free, which was just like amazing, right. big shout out to them. And when they ran my ad, which came out this past Thursday, I got over 50 subscribers just from that one campaign. And so I think this is a testament to the fact that sometimes when we try these different things and they don't work, or we try collaborations, partnerships, and they don't work, or they require a little more work, it still may end up being worth it if we're persistent and we push through. But that's amazing, right? Yeah, that's great. And you got the 50 subscribers within like the same day, right? Yeah. So who knows how many other subscribers could join as a result of that too. So awesome. Yeah, super excited about that. Before we dive into all the exciting things we want to talk about today, how's your week going? It's going good. Um, we're going back to Runyon Canyon tomorrow. Yes, we are. Terrified. Uh, I'm determined. Yeah. I like how you said it earlier. You were like, yeah, we're going to go further this time than we did last time. I thought he was going to say, yeah, we're going to get to the top. <laughs> no, like I have very realistic expectations. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, maybe I'll get to the top, but it's not like, I'm just one of those people that's like, let's get out there and see what happens. But my goal is to surpass where I went to last time. If I just so happen to pass that mark and I'm like, I can keep going, I'm going to go to the top. Then like, great, that's not off the table. But I'm also very realistic with what can happen. And I think we need to talk strategy. Yeah, because exactly. Because last week we parked at the very bottom of a very steep hill that we had to walk up before we even got to the actual entrance to the canyon. And that depleted yes. us. So I'm trying to decide this time around if we should still park at the very bottom or park higher up the street so that we're not doing that major incline before we even start the hike. I don't know. Exactly. Either way, we'll keep you updated on how it went and what happened. Honestly, like today, this morning, I was on a call with my ENT because last time I was at the top of that mountain, I promise you, I felt like I could not breathe. I, I was struggling. It's given so, elderly. Yeah. Like. So today <laughs> I, I, I spoke to my uh, my ENT. You know, I've got I got some stuff from CVS. I'm feeling very prepared. Uh, I, I bought water. I'm not drinking it, but I'm very, very prepared. Like I'm going to we're going to go earlier. We've got some strategies up our sleeves. So I'm optimistic. Have you all ever seen this is an old show, but it was on USA. But the show was called Monk. And he was a detective and he had to have he I think he had OCD. So he had to have like all these things with him and his kit, his hand sanitizer, his napkins, his gloves. 
I feel like that's what Lloyd's starting to give. Like he has the Flonase, the Allegra D, all these additional items the in things. order to do the hike. And it's embarrassing. You're in your 20s. It's... I know. Everyone needs different things. And if you need something, do not be afraid to be embarrassed. You need it. So get it. You know, but um, I want to we have like some exciting things to talk about. There's a lot happening in the creator economy. I want to start by talking about YouTube, YouTube, um, YouTube podcasts have finally rolled out uh, in the United States on the YouTube music app. Um, I know it feels like every single week we are talking about YouTube doing something new in the podcast space. Yeah. Um, and it kind of is, you know, I feel like they've been rolling out features week by week or biweekly or monthly. And so it sounds like every two weeks people are making these huge YouTube announcements, but it's all part of the same cohesive strategy. I think YouTube wants to view themselves as a competitor to Spotify or some one like that and there's a few different things that have to happen to make that even possible the first is if people are going to listen to podcasts on the youtube app there need to be people uploading podcasts and marking their their um, videos as podcasts and so that was sort of what we've been seeing over the last few months just sort of like from the creator side of the house you now have the ability to upload a video in youtube make it a playlist which will then let youtube know that this is a podcast and these are sequential episodes and so on once you do that side of it consumers now when they use the youtube music app can search for your podcast find your podcast there's actually a pretty big podcast like search section they have like podcast categories um and so i think a lot of people view like youtube as sort of like a competitor to podcasts but i want to suggest that maybe like the two can work in tandem yeah for sure i think what i'm looking for to long term is to see how they're going to create monetization yeah. for podcasters in the space now that they've opened up this new avenue for people to be able to put their work out there yeah. um because of course they're always leading the pack when it comes to monetization of any content so that should be interesting yeah. to watch out for 1000 percent. youtube has about um 80 million paying users on the youtube music app and so that is like a big 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 pool of yeah, people that's huge. i mean just in context i think spotify has about 250 million um and so while youtube music isn't quite where spotify is that is still a large base of people and so one thing i would suggest is if you are a creator even if you're not getting really big youtube numbers it may be worth like starting to invest in youtube knowing that in five years you can basically double your podcast downloads because when you're talking to sponsors for example you'll be able to say hey i have a thousand downloads on apple spotify all the podcast hosts and a thousand downloads on youtube music slash youtube um and so being able to say i now have two thousand total will help you make your argument to get brand deals sponsorships so on and so forth and so i want you to think about youtube as a partner in the podcast space if they get their crap together this could be very very like amazing this could be like we like podcasting doesn't have good podcast discovery slash search mm -hmm. this could be like a great solution to that i will say like you know, I think it can be a bit discouraging because it's like you don't get that many, especially if you're doing like long form content on YouTube, you don't get that many like downloads. Um, so it can be a bit discouraging. But that's why I brought up the point that like you have to think about this long term and it's sort of like compounding. Um, and so I think that's that's how I'm thinking about YouTube. And I think in the future, it's going to be a big player in the podcast space. And when that happens, you don't want to be the person starting to post on YouTube. You want to already have like a backlog of content. Um, and so uh, the second thing I want to talk about today is something that is like a guilty pleasure. It's like one of those things that it's like um, you don't like like you don't get any benefit from talking about it. 
but like when this company fails i feel good like i it's like it's like when you all collectively have someone you don't like and that person is like failing it's like oh okay like we don't we don't feel sorry for this person it's like how we like to hate watch everyone yeah. on succession yes that is <laughs> yes exactly exactly it's like it's good you feel better about yourself and so um basically we we're gonna talk about twitter um but before i tell you what happened with twitter i need to set the scene a little i need to take a step back you may remember that about a week and a half ago elon musk decided that Every single person that had a blue check mark previously, they every single person was gonna lose their blue check mark unless you paid for Twitter Blue. It doesn't matter how you got it. If you were a journalist, if you had millions of view followers, it doesn't matter. Everyone was losing it unless you got the blue check mark. So uh, a week and a half is when they officially implemented that, and every single person except Twitter Blue users lost their check marks. And I think that they were hoping that this would make people decide, like, oh, you know what? I lost my blue check mark, so I'm gonna officially pay for Twitter Blue, and it kind of backfired. Got him. Yeah, because <laughs> people started all talking about how lame this was and how you're lame if you have a blue check mark, and then it just started to compound and gain a bit of momentum. And then it just felt good to like stomp on people that had blue check marks. And it got to the point where Elon Musk now is starting to like give those people back their blue check marks. Um, I want to read you something that one of the influencers said um, that stood out to me. Okay. Um, uh, Twitter, Twitter seemingly hoped most high profile celebrities would simply pay the $8 per month to keep their blue check mark. Evidently, they were not interested. Many high-profile users publicly refuse to pay, with some suggesting that it's actually them that brings the value to the app, not the other way around. And I think, like, historically, we think of, like, us being, like, lucky to be on the platforms, us being, like, lucky to have millions of followers. But it seems like the tide is kind of changing, and we're kind of realizing that we have, we without us, like, the platforms are kind of nothing, right? Right. Um, and the interesting thing about this, too, is that... The majority of people on Twitter don't post. Mm -hmm. So I believe they said like 20% of members on Twitter are the ones who post. And those are the most active yeah. members. And so people join the app and follow to see that 20% post. Right. So if you're not going to allow them to keep their legacy check mark. Why would they pay for it when yeah. they know we're the ones who keep this app alive? Right. And I think they said they had over like 400,000 um, legacy blue check marks. And when they got rid of it and wanted to see who would pay, I think only 19,000 yeah. of the 400,000 are paying for the check mark right now. So the fact that he had to like, come back in with like his head yeah. down and like give it back to the people is funny but i know they specifically did it for people with over a million right. followers right exactly and i think even now like as people are getting their blue check marks back i think a lot of people still are feeling like i don't want it yeah this is whack take it back um and i know initially when he started giving back the blue check marks there wasn't any communication so it almost looked like these people that were being uh critical of people paying for blue check marks were then now bought yeah it. then bought the blue yeah. check mark so it's a crazy wild show over at twitter and i'll be honest i'm enjoying every second of it yes the other funny part about it that he realized so because now if you if you have the blue check mark those are the people's content that's going to get pushed out the most and get mm -hmm. visibility 
Well, if you don't have the most interesting people who are the reason why people are on Twitter, if they don't have the blue check mark, so there's feeds aren't going to get pushed out and get the highest level of visibility, then why would everyone else, you know, participate on the app? So I think he also realized that like, oh, if they don't turn around and buy pay for the the $8 monthly fee. So when they do post, it's not going to get pushed out to most people. Yeah then that messes up the interaction that I have on that. So yeah, then it's not as engaging. Like you kind of need both sides working at the same time. Exactly. Um, I I think more people would have actually been open to paying for it if it wasn't rolled out as crappy. And if if there was still some sort of like, um, like integrity, because I think like at the very least, like the journalist should not have like, if you're like a a critical news source, like you should not have lost your check mark. Um, And I think like for like the higher, like like people with millions of followers, you should not have lost your check mark. Like you kind of are an influencer. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Personally, I'm not like a big person um, on like Twitter, but it is, you know, interesting to see what's happening there. And I think a lot of other platforms like social platforms are seeing what happens and either copying or just learning what not to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, The third thing we want to talk about is something that's kind of interesting. Um, LinkedIn is rolling out a new option for LinkedIn premium subscribers that enables users to add a custom call to action link in your you and your like LinkedIn uh, on your profile. So basically, it'll operate kind of similar to Linktree. You'll have the ability to like have people click a link and a drop down will appear and they'll be you'll be able to have like multiple links. This is great for people that have sort of like multiple content forms. Take me for instance. Sometimes I feel like I don't know whether uh, to be promoting my podcast or if I should promote my newsletter first or if I should, you know, send people to like a contact form. This will give me the ability to add all of these links to my profile and let people pick what's most important to them at that specific time. So it's really cool. I think we should call out that it's only available to premium subscribers. I mean, what do you think about this? Um, I think it's neat. I think it's interesting that Instagram and LinkedIn are both rolling out with their own personal Linktree competitors at the same time, Um, meaning that they obviously want to keep as much of the ecosystem of what social creators do within their own social platform. So I think it's smart. The price point, though, um, obviously, if you already have the premium membership, of course, it benefits you. How many other people are going to actually upgrade and pay that amount um, to have the drop down? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I will say, too, um, I I don't think I've said this publicly, but I do have a a tiny complaint when it comes to like both of like their link features. If you're on my Instagram right now or my LinkedIn, you'll probably see the link that I have in my profile is a specific phrase it's either it's normally something like subscribe to my newsletter or get a freebie um it's something like that um and when you use the instagram features to have multiple links it then just says like click here or whatever the link is and then when you click into that it shows all your different links and so at first glance you're not going to see what all my links are unless you click into that link versus how i have it now i can just share the most important thing and like detail out what it actually is so you could see what it is without clicking it. But that is a story for another day. I, I overall, I'm just impressed with LinkedIn and I think it's a very like underserved place, especially yes. as creators. Like a lot of the brands that you wanna work with or sponsors that you wanna work with, you can easily reach them on LinkedIn. And so if you're a creator, that should definitely be a platform that you're on. Yes, I think that's a very good point because 
back in the day, it was definitely more of the DMing and yeah. trying to find the just DMing the brand itself right. on Instagram and hoping you can get kind of funneled to the right person. But I still feel like LinkedIn is slept on in that yeah. way that you can reach out directly to the creative director or yeah. the person over marketing um, for that brand and get direct access to them through that. So I do hope over time that more creators take advantage of LinkedIn as that kind of tool. But yeah, um, yeah interesting to see how they're going to continue to grow um, and de develop all these neat features for users. 1000%. Um, Ash, the last thing I want to talk about is like, hey, it's Lloyd. And I got to pay some bills, so we'll be right back. I've been creating content now for a little over a year. During that time, I've learned a lot about the types of videos that perform well. One thing is for certain, you need to make your videos as engaging as possible, and I have a very easy and cost-efficient way to make that happen. I'd like to introduce you to my latest sponsor, Storyblocks. Storyblocks is a video production platform that reimagines stock media to support a rapid video creation with a truly unlimited model and easy to use tools that help you exceed your business goals by using video. There are really three big reasons why I think you should check out Storyblocks. With the exception of my video editor, Shane, none of us listening are professional video editors. Storyblocks provides thousands of professional pre-made motion graphics. There's also a large pool of stock videography to use. I mean, they literally have over 1 million videos for you to choose from. Now, my lawyer said I couldn't say their name, but I recently worked with and I got charged a million different fees, which is why I love that Storyblocks has transparent pricing because I need to use every dollar I have to grow my creator business. I think Storyblocks could help you level up as a creator, which is the reason I decided to partner with them. Make sure you go to storyblocks.com slash creator hub. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash C-R-E-A-T-O-R-H-U-B. You can also find the link in the show notes. Yo, welcome back. Let's get back into it. 1000%. Um, Ash. The last thing I want to talk about is like a story kind. I just want to share something I learned about myself this week. Oh, goody. Um, so this week, right, since Ash and I have been in L.A., this week we've been touring a bunch of apartments. And I, yes. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little fatigued from like. Pray for us. Yeah. It's intense. Like you have to be rich to basically find a great <laughs> apartment, honestly. But basically like the one apartment we toured yesterday, we had like this sales guy and he was like a sales sales guy. Like I haven't like interacted with like a sales guy in like a leasing context in a very long time. Yes. But this guy, you could tell like you come from like a sales background. Like he literally, when we walked in after we got settled, he literally said, hey, I'm gonna be honest, this is gonna take like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of like caught off guard, but uh, he's like our sales guy. We meet him. He's talking. He's like selling us at every opportunity he gets. He's like one of those salespeople that's like a little bit like obnoxiously like car a salesperson, <laughs> like a car salesman. Like he has no shame in like his game. He just like does what he does. And I'll be honest, he's like he's good at it. Like yeah, he's I, also likable. He yeah. wasn't too like cheesy. He was a likable person as well. Exactly. And when we left, I left feeling like oh yeah, this he sold me. This is I I literally wanted to go write a review. Like that's how good of like I felt uh, after talking to him. And so we leave that tour and we go to our next tour. Our next tour is like the complete opposite. Womp, womp. He's just like yo. <laughs> 
I, I, I barely want to do this tour, right. quite honestly, but whatever, you're here, so I'll do the tour. Like, she comes in, she's a little late, we go through the tour, we're, we're seeing, like, the property. She's not even trying to, like, walk us through, like, the apartment or the features. She's just like, look around, let me know if you have any questions, which is cool, too, because sometimes, like, apartment people can be, like, a little overwhelming, but yeah. she's just had, like, a completely different approach than, like, the, the sales guy. And so when I left there, I left feeling like... You know what? I think I'm more like our second tour guide just in terms of how I carry myself as like an entrepreneur and a creator. And I think I could benefit from being a little more like the sales guy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we tease people like that because we think it's a bit like over the top or a yeah. bit much. But like it works, like yep. it, it gets results. And I think like that level of discipline in my creative business, I could benefit from tremendously. Just like my approach in reaching out to brands, like being consistent or, or sometimes like I'll email a brand to work with them and I'll email them one time. And if they don't respond, I just take it as like they don't want to work together. But like what would happen if I email them like every week or every other week and I was like consistent and I like followed up? What would happen if I was like, you know, uh, remembering the small details of someone like the brands I worked with and just really being on it from like the business side of things and not being as like passive and so i think that's something i want to like be conscious of and adapt moving forward absolutely i feel like we like you said we definitely could benefit from being more aggressive um and multiple touch points um and i feel like do you think it's a symptom of of us not being hungry enough because this is like a side thing for us and we have our regular day income that's like more than enough to take care of everything we need do you think it's more of that we don't have that deep hunger and desperation to make yeah that's a good point like you're not <laughs> selling like your life depends right. on it yeah i think part of it too is just like it doesn't feel good like i think it, there's it's like uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable like i think i love knowing that like like all of the deals i've got up until this point i think are people that have reached out to me and so there's no chance of like anyone like denying you you don't have to hear like a bunch of no it just like feels more pleasant i feel like we need like ugly man energy yeah well you know what, what i'm that talking is. about you know those guys like <laughs> <laughs> those guys who just aren't you're not a. I don't want to say that they are ugly. I don't think anyone's ugly, but you're not attracted to them. Someone else could be like, "Oh, he's stunning," but you're just not attracted to him. Mm -hmm. But he's persistent. Right. He remembers the little things. Right. He always shows up. He's on time. Yeah. And after a while, you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he, he has, he did plan the date. Yeah, I didn't have to think about it. It was right. already planned. We need to give ugly man energy like with these that. brands. It's like, we may not have the most followers. <laughs> we may not have millions of, you know, fans yeah. like buying up anything we say right. they should buy. It might not even convert that well. Exactly. But, but we're on it. We're on it. Yeah. Exactly. That's a really good point. I think too, like uh, there's a lot to be said about like handling your business. And I think yeah. we view this as just sort of being like a creator game. But like if you're on it from like the business side of things, like a lot of opportunities will come towards you as well. Who would you say is a creator that you super admire? You're like, okay, this person is on it. And maybe they don't even need to be because they've already made it yeah. but is there anyone in particular you look at it's like okay i want to be more like this creator yeah so there's two i think the first is uh joy afodu 
um, who is yeah. like a, a black comedian. She's awesome. Follow her if you don't already. But she uh, recently became like a full time like creator. Yes. And you know, like I could tell like people that do this like full time mm-hmm. and then people that do this as like a hobby. Right. She's definitely like full time. Like this is like my job. She's about it. She's she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think there's a lot to learn just like watching people like that and like the discipline and sometimes like. I, I there's times where it's like I'm still learning a lot of like the disciplinary assets aspects of being like a creator. Yeah. Um, I think the second person is a, a finance creator named Austin Hankowitz, who is just like like technically based on his numbers, he has like 500K on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He is like he does not need to go above and beyond like brands already seek him out. Right. But to see just how he like approaches working with different brands, it's it's inspiring. It's amazing. Who would you who would you say put on your list? Oh, man, that's hard. One person I think we both like, I think, is Keith Lee. Yeah. I think he does a good job of balancing out, like, he's, like, about the business, doing amazing deals, still very, like, an integrity-type person, and very much says, like, I won't work with you if A, B, C, D. Yeah. But also just, like, a likable person. Like, he checks all boxes. So, like, I feel like if I'm thinking about, like, creators, I'd like to be, like, I'd, I'd put him up there, too. Love that. Yeah. Um, I want to say, too, like, I think um, sometimes we think about, like, this creator journey as either something, like, you have or you don't have. You got it or you don't. You're good at this or you're not. But I think this, like, this um, career choice we are pursuing is certainly, like, a journey. And so it might be in your best interest just to, like, maybe, like, the first starting point is not, like, what can I do today in terms of selling? Maybe it's like, well, who are some creators I want to be like? Who are some creators I can admire? Who are some creators I think do a good job working with the brands I want to work with versus just feeling like I'm, I'm not that person? Right. So let's just throw it back on you. What's something that you want to commit to that we can kind of keep track of over the next month or so or a couple months as far as being more of a, you know, creator who's really reflecting that that ethic that you feel like some of these other creators have you want to be my accountability partner all the time (laughs) y'all i am the best accountability partner i will make sure you're not eating the thing that you're doing the workout that you're responding to the emails on time and i will make sure you walk the walk and when you look at me and how little i walk the walk you will be so disgusted at ashley how good i am like, at holding you accountable ashley is like my drill sergeant like you should see how she acts like when she wants me to respond to emails she's like hey did did you respond to that brand they just emailed 30 seconds no, ago no 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 hey, wake Let's, up wake up no wake no up. no this goes back into our disagreement a few weeks ago because I know if you don't respond to the brand right then when I'm on you about it, it'll be like a week or two later and be like, hey, did that brand ever respond? And you're like, wait, what? And I'm like, to the email that you send, you're like, oh, I, I haven't emailed them yet. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that this week. I just I hate say, that so much. I know. I know you do. Lloyd's, let me tell you how weird this person is. Lloyd's the type of person who'll have like 80 unread text messages. I know. Who do you know who lives? How do you live like that? I will. The anxiety I would have. I will say a lot of those are family members that do not know how to end conversations. Like when I'm talking to Ashley's mom, number one, <laughs> she, if I don't text her back in like five minutes, she does not like She'll be that. Like, Lloyd didn't even respond. I sent him a message and I'll be like, oh, when did you send it? Um, I, I just sent it. And I'll just be holding the phone like, okay. 
or or if I'm talking to my mom, I'll, we'll we'll have a conversation via text and we'll finish it, and then I'll be like, "All right, thanks. Talk to you later." And she'll be like, "Cool, see ya." And then I'll, I might thumbs up it or something, or I'll, I'll say thank you, and she'll say, "You're welcome." And then I'll thumbs up it, but she'll just keep adding <laughs> words to keep the combo going. And it's like this has been dead for like several right. days. Let's just like leave it as as a, you know as a thank you. Um, okay, so back to what you need to be held accountable. Yeah, on. I think for me, um, one of the things I definitely want to make a routine and and like my business is like following up with brands consistently like a good goal for me like practically is if i email two brands per day every single business day for like the rest of the year i will be immensely successful and to be quite frank i think there's a lot of things like that that i could be doing that i think would like position me to like really succeed and i just don't do those things and i think maybe like a part of me is just like scared Mm. of what could happen if i actually did that and it like was successful it's funny because every time you talk about being afraid, you're never afraid of rejection or the worst thing that can happen. You're always afraid of the best thing that can happen. And you should yeah. unpack that with the therapist. I should. right? <laughs> and I, I, I will say like I uh, this uh, Saturday or well, not this Saturday, this past week, I got to hang out at the Spotify offices for like a whole day and do some work for them. And I wasn't like until I got there in the parking lot that I was like, wait. I'm I'm at Spotify right now and they want me to they're trusting me the person that hired me wasn't even at Spotify that specific day they just got me a pass to get in there and like Mm -hmm. do my work I was so like afraid and so like just like scared that like oh my gosh like this can't go wrong it has to be perfect and I think like those are the, the 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 types of things that scare me this idea that you get these opportunities and then you have to like deliver on those opportunities that like terrifies me well, it sounds like you don't have um, an issue with confidence because you feel confident that you can get the opportunity. It's just delivering and following through. So yeah, one thousand percent. So that's definitely something I want to get better at. And I think too, like I have to keep reminding myself, I'm so new to this creator journey, and um, you know, like I, 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 I am new to working with brands. Um, a year from now, six months from now, I'll probably be in a completely different position. Like I just need more at bats, more practice. And so uh, I'm going to keep messaging brands on a daily basis. The other thing I want to do is just be more intentional about like creating content for me. And sometimes as you like create, like I, I create more content now for people paying me than I do for like my own brand, which is yeah. just like, that is just like a crazy thing to say out right. loud as a creator. A year in. A year in, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like I, I want to still prioritize just sort of like journaling for myself and still like being creative. I want to prioritize still creating my own content that's like fresh and amazing. I remember what it was like when I first started and people would like message me like this video was creative or it was cool when you did this. And it's like just for your page, your brand is for you. Yeah. Um, and so definitely want to do more of that. Um, I will say like two weeks ago, we decided we were going to, we were thinking about going to London for the conference. Yeah. Now we've made a decision. I'll let you share what it is. I'm in London. I like to go and shop at the mall, (laughs) shop at the (laughs) store. Yes. I love that. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Really? Yeah. We're so Uh, I know, right? Uh, So we are going to be at the podcast show in London. If you're going, we would love to meet you in person and say hello. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's a podcast conference that'll be taking place in London um, towards the end of May. Um, 24th and 25th. Yes. Um, It'll be cool to meet people. It's actually the actual tickets to the conference are a lot cheaper than like other podcast conferences, but 
it may cost you uh, yeah, a stick I to mean, get there. Getting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so uh, if you're in London or you're going, we would love to meet you. Um, we're super excited. We always love like meeting people that um, listen to our podcast in person. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to say um, you may or may not know that Ashley and I have a newsletter um, also called the Creator Hub. And uh, you should totally subscribe to it every single week on a Monday. We share stories about things happening in the creator economy, as well as different tips um, on how you can grow your podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. It gives us some feedback on how we can improve the show and lets us know what you love about the show. Thank you so much for being here. Have an awesome week. Peace. Bye.